Shit, you're the first person I ever did LSD with. Yep. And other things, too. Other things? Mushrooms, too. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mushrooms, too. When was yeah. the first time you ever did a psychedelic? And then I just purged it out over a long period of time, just of, like puking and crying and lots of like, it felt like a surgery. Mm. You know, of like a spiritual surgery, and it was wow. it was very very intense, mm-hmm. um, but life changing. Yeah, well. and I was trying to figure out life, you know, and figure yeah, out like yeah. what is God and what is it, you know. And I would like try to take notes. Hey everybody, what's going on? Welcome to episode five of the Good Trip Podcast. I'm so excited to bring you this week's episode with one of my best friends in the world. Equanimous, aka Nate Stein, is a multi-instrumentalist, DJ, music producer, and one of the best and most talented people that I know on planet Earth, and probably beyond. Uh, Thank you guys also for listening to the past couple weeks of episodes. This has been an incredible project to put together for you, and and it's been a a mind-expanding journey for me. I hope you've been gaining a lot of uh, amazing new knowledge and, and uh, developing your own perspective towards psychedelics and their various uses throughout this journey. Um, please feel free to go back and, and listen to episodes. There's there's new clips dropping every week on the Instagram at Good Trip Podcast, and uh, uh, you know these these conversations are they're special, man. They're they're conversations that I go back to and, and I re- review the notes um, every week uh, just to kind of integrate these experiences into my brain more because it's such a fascinating topic to learn about and to dive into and to see, you know, all the various ways that psychedelics can really have an incredibly positive impact on your life, uh, either for mental wellness, um, health and, and mental health and, and, and creativity. And we get into creativity a lot in today's episode because Nate Equanimous is absolutely above and beyond one of the most talented musicians I've ever witnessed make music. And I have been privileged enough to see him on his journey from uh, actually living with me when he responded to a Craigslist ad years ago, and he moved in for two months, and then he moved out into his own place, and uh, the best friendship was was built from there. And I've seen his journey throughout those years into becoming a headline artist and having his own music festival and, and all of these other in- incredibly uh, wonderful accomplishments. And we got into how psychedelics played uh, a very deep role in his growth as an artist and his maturation as a person and and much more. So I I know you'll love this conversation just as much as I loved having it. But first, a super quick word from our sponsor, Doc Parsley's Sleep Remedy. Now, this is a product that was created by Dr. Kirk Parsley, a former Navy SEAL, who's actually on an episode of the Good Trip podcast coming out soon. And during that show, we talked a bit about his experience working with fellow veterans to get them off of prescription pills and off of sleeping pills that are so damaging to your body. And it really inspired him to create Sleep Remedy, which is a blend of different ingredients like magnesium, 5-HTP, L-tryptophan, and melatonin, all of which are meant to combine and mimic your body's natural progression into sleep. So if you have trouble sleeping at night, falling asleep, relaxing into sleep, or, or if you wake up feeling not fully energized and refreshed from a good night's sleep, I highly recommend checking out docparsley.com slash brents to get a discount on Doc Parsley's sleep remedy, which comes as either tea that you can have before bed or capsules if you're not into drinking liquids before bed. And I highly recommend it. I had a great night's sleep last night. You can tell because of how much I'm smiling right now. Do you see the smile? 
That's a good smile, baby. That's a good sleep smile. And that came from Doc Parsley's Sleep Remedy, which I have had such a good time integrating into my overall wellness routine. So again, docparsley.com slash Brent for a discount. The Good Trip Podcast also brought to you by Odyssey. Odyssey is a sparkling caffeinated beverage that I absolutely love. It comes in four flavors. It's got 85 milligrams of caffeine from green tea, and it's got 2,500 milligrams of mushrooms. Not magic mushrooms, but don't let that deter you because these mushrooms are meant to sharpen your focus, your creative edge, and your ability to get through your day and accomplish all your tasks with clean, smooth energy, no jitters, no anxiety, none of that. You can trust me because I have at least one of these every day. Odyssey is a sparkling mushroom elixir that you can find on Amazon and online at odysseyelixir.com and in various stores across the country, Albertsons, CVSs, um, and a couple others. You can go to odysseyelixir.com. There's a store locator, and you can also order online from their website. Highly, highly recommend you check out Odyssey Elixir. It is delicious. And now, please enjoy this week's trip with my good buddy, Equanimous. You have a really good radio voice. Thanks. Are we recording? Yeah, we started. You have a good radio voice, dude. You have, Thanks. You have a voice made for radio. Thanks, man. And a face made for the world. I appreciate that. Me too. You're welcome. Me too. <laughs> Me too? <laughs> I thought I'd try to slip that But it's, it's fun to slip in little phrases that don't make sense sometimes. It's right. great, dude. We had a fun walk just now. Very fun walk. What was your favorite part of our walk? We just went on a 35-minute walk. I liked... Um, there was one moment when we were walking mm-hmm. when... Um, you know when you're walking and you kind of like... You go a little faster than your body wants. But yeah. then when you do that, you kind of leave some things that do not serve you behind. Sure. You're outpacing, you're outpacing the things that you right. don't want to be paced with you. Yep. Something like that. That was my favorite. That was, that was favorite. a fun part. That what was a fun you? part of it. Yeah. No, my favorite part what was, was favorite? um, probably, uh, the basketball hoop that we saw. Oh, that was a nice hoop. That was a, a really nice for hoop. A terrible. For court. a terrible alley. My God, they had a hoop on right. what looked like a shed above a fence in an alley with broken, asphalt and it was a nice backboard it was it like was a nice a rim new, it was a nice everything yeah it looked like one of those you could like lower to dunk on but yeah but you like, couldn't because it's bolted in right in an alley but i wonder how no, many, i think it had an arm did it i don't know i don't know i feel like that hoop nice. has, has seen a lot of crime it felt new to me yeah but it still seen a lot still of seen a lot of crime <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. We're, we're in la it's seen a lot of crime right how are you dude how's your life Life's good. Yeah. I'm excited for, can I talk about the fest? Yeah. High Vibe Fest. High Vibe Fest. That's in May. Yeah. Very exciting stuff. Yep. That's going to be a good time. Yep. Um, May 4th to 8th. Yeah. You know, you, you've you done a podcast with me quite a few times. Yep. Each time we've talked about a whole bunch of fun stuff. Yep. Uh, today will be no different, um, you know, because we're here talking about some fun shit. You're the first person I ever did LSD with. Yep. And other things too. Other things, mushrooms too. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mushrooms too. When was yeah. the first time you ever did a psychedelic? Um, of any sort. Mushrooms of any sort. was yeah? when I was a freshman in college. Yeah, which was at Syracuse. Yeah. Yeah. It was at Syracuse. And then the, I got to say one thing that is just off topic because it's in my head. Because mm-hmm. er, before, when we first started this podcast, I said me too, but I wasn't referring to the me too movement. I don't think anyone thought that. Okay, good. Yeah. I just needed to I'm get that pretty sure no one thought that. <laughs> okay, great. Um, I mean, I immediately thought that because right. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> Anytime somebody says me too now, I say, oh my God, did you? Did they touch you? Oh, uh, yeah. I don't yeah. want to go there. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> 
too sensitive. <laughs> too um, sensitive. No, no, no. I'm a comedian. Yeah, it's great. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the first time I did uh, mushrooms was I was a freshman in college. I remember seeing the colors and the visuals. It was fall, mm-hmm. and those autumn leaves were nice. I mean, East Coast fall is beautiful. East Coast Falls. East Coast Falls yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, were you making music at the time? You've been making music yeah, your whole, course, life. whole but what, life. Has yeah, it has yeah. it always been electronic music? No, 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 not at all. I mean, I it's been in and out. You know, I I was doing I was in an electronic music course in middle school actually. So course? I started course, yeah, and then oh, I actually wow. ended up being the teacher's assistant in my freshman year. I mean, my um, senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. So I've always been doing electronic music since the pr- like I was doing it before they had Ableton, before they had Logic. What were you doing it on? Were you making um, electronic music? This was even before GarageBand. This was before oh my God. they what were had you using? Max. I was How were you doing it? There was something called, um, I think it was called like Music Performer. I think it was called Performer. I don't I don't remember actually. Mm-hmm. There was a couple different ones. That Some analog, like old school program. Super old school, yeah. yeah. Um, and then GarageBand. What was the music like back then? Was it like dee, dee, yeah, it was dee, like, dee, dee, no, it was more like techno not that i even really enjoy techno very much it just yeah. was easier to make than i was figuring it out that's so cool you know like those stock sounds yeah um how old were you this was high school middle middle school, school. middle school, middle school. Yeah, school. Yeah, yeah. yeah wow what was the name i remember yeah that, I, yeah there was it was fascinating then the, one of them i was doing it with teddy roxpin who i think you know teddy yeah, he lives in la he's and he's a makes great beats. producer yeah it's hilarious because we were doing that before, literally before there was logic. Right. Which, or Ableton, which is like the two main, kind of main ones. But this, there was no bass yet. Right? No, bass wasn't a frequency Bass yet. wasn't a frequency <laughs> yet. Right. Bass hadn't come to be. Right. No, no. That, In yeah, creation. No, there definitely just, wasn't. I mean, you, you had like a bass, but it was like a bass guitar. Right. It wasn't. It was like. There a, was no wobbly no like, bass synth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Psy bass was not a genre yet. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Not yet. Yeah, no side bass. Yeah, but now I love bass. That's really cool. So that was in that was in middle school. Did you yeah. ever do like hip hop? Did you ever get it? Yeah, into I was. Hip-hop? Yeah, I was. Ma- yeah. I mean, I was making hip hop beats. Mm-hmm. I can't. I have. You know, I grew up with dyslexia, so I couldn't. I couldn't really like understand rap. It was way too fast for me. The lyricism of it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I like the flow, and so I just make beats. Yeah, make a lot of beats. Cool. That was how I started. What were you listening beats. to back then? Emo. Really? Yeah, take Max Sunday. You were? Blink, I guess we weren't all you? were. Weren't you? I mean, Blink-182. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boo yeah. yeah. Boo Dolls. Papa Roach. I was more, Papa a, Roach, a little darker. Sure. I was like Papa Roach and like, uh, um, no, I was like Papa Roach, uh, Sum 41. Sum 41. Um, but yeah, there, there were a couple other ones that were like a little more Creed. like angsty. Yeah, yeah Creed. Uh, I really like P.O.D. P.O.D. I love P.O.D. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. Trapped. Trapped. That's it. Yeah, that's the head's trying to take you out. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I really liked Taking Back Sunday a lot. Jimmy Eat World, mm-hmm. brand new. <laughs> Have you heard? So a lot of mainstream DJs today will put that music. Well, they'll remix. Yeah, yeah. Those I'll tracks. It's crazy. I, Have you done with, it? I'll do that with like Wonderwall or like the Backstreet Boys. Yeah, something like a little fun, more poppy. Yeah, fun classics. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Um, so you're making music. I, I know your story, but for people who are listening yeah, yeah, sure. to you for the first time, yeah. it was music in middle school, high school, and then off to Syracuse. Yeah, I, mean, I was making music even younger. And yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. it was more like, yeah, it was more like that, like acoustic, I, I, all different kinds you of You play music, a million instruments. All yeah. that stuff, yeah. And um, then I started to kind of refine it. You know, I would go like in and out between like the dancey pop stuff and then the mm-hmm. like rock stuff. And mm-hmm. then you know, started getting into kind of more like orchestral music. And now I feel like the music that I'm making is like a combination of orchestral and dance music. Wow. Where, where do you yeah. get the orchestral elements from? 
How would um, I see different, that? So different sample packs and sin- not really, mm-hmm. actually not sample packs, like um, plugins. So like, you know, like a company will go and they'll record a full symphony of instruments mm-hmm. and then they'll kind of like make synths out of them. Yeah. And that's how I do it. And then I'll sometimes like if I, if it's, you know, if I feel like I need to hire a string quartet, I'll do that. Or I play mm-hmm. a lot of piano in my, my music too. Yeah, your piano is crazy. I just Thanks. bought a piano. I'm really? Lear- I'm learning. Yeah, it's out there. Oh, I think I saw that actually yeah. when I got here. I'm learning. Yeah, yeah. Slowly but surely. Yeah, yeah. I well, you've, you've been learning for a while. I've been learning for a long you time. You can play Justin Bieber. I can play Sorry, Sorry by Justin Bieber. Yeah. We all know. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, cool. Then uh, it, it, my question for you is yeah. what, at, at what point did um, you start to discover your own sound as an artist? With, with like, because as, as artists, everybody has yeah, 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 their yeah. own like journey into discovering their own voice or their right, own sound right, or what right. they want to put into the world. And you hopped around, you could play a million instruments, but at yeah. what point did it start to solidify into a, oh, this this I hear this repetitive pattern right. in the music. I'm it was making. a process, um, and I've been refining it, you know, the whole time. I mm-hmm. think, I think, you know, when I was a little kid, I was listening to Paul Simon Graceland. These like African cool beats and like, you know, really like light vocals and kind of silly, fun, happy things, and um, so that was kind of like one of my very first influence influences, and I. I, you know, over time, then like, then came like the emotion of like emo music, which I, what I took from that was more of like the uplifting emotions from, mm-hmm. so I kind of have, there, there's kind of like five things, right? It's like, it's like the upliftment of that with the kind of happiness rhythm of Paul Simon with the like really crit, I was really impressed with dead mouse actually Mm. his like super crisp synth sounds yeah so with that with like you know um i guess there's six things like a lot of the kind of um warmth and uh kind of like uh hip-hop danciness of the bass music scene Mm -hmm. in combination with some more orchestral like cigaros olafur arnold's like beautiful ambient soundscape stuff um, I guess that's the, that's five things. So yeah. like those, like you put that all together, and it's kind of where where I've found the equanimous sound, which I feel like now is pretty distinct. I feel like oh for sure. Sometimes <laughs> when I hear a song, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, did Nate make this? Because right. it just sounds like something you would make. Right. So I yeah. I already have that kind of branding. I appreciate in that. My yeah. Brain. yeah. I li- I like I like having my own sound like that, and I think it is easy to tell because um, it's unique. It's been hard to. Um, it's been a little harder to like brand because it's not like, Oh, equanimous sounds like this, mm. you know, or like, Oh, equanimous fits in here or equanimous fits in here. It's more just like, okay, this is, if you took this and this and this and this, and it's kind of like this. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you yeah, know, it's hard I to, you. I, I kind of just describe it as like a cerebral conscious party. Whoa. I haven't heard that description before. Yeah. That's you, fucking would, awesome. Do you feel like that? Fits? Yeah. A right. cerebral conscious party. Yeah, That's cerebral cool. Cerebral makes me feel like I got to think about it a little bit. Cause you're not sure what that was. I'm is. not sure. No, 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 no. Cause <laughs> cerebral, I mean, I watch a ton of movies. So right. whenever I see like cerebral in a log right, line, right, I'm like, right. Ooh, I'm going to have to think on this one. This is going to oh, be fun. Interesting. Yeah. Like this movie's going to make me think, I'm, you know, that's funny. You associated with thinking. I'm yeah. more associated with just celebration. Cerebral. Yeah, I definitely don't associate. Unless I don't know what cerebral associate means. it with celebration. Yeah, I associate yeah. cerebral with like it's it's uh I might not know it's it's a means. challenging um 
it challenges your brain. It challenges your oh, thinking. Right. And like it makes overcome, it makes you right. think, which is great. It's a fun challenge. Right, it's not right. like a. It's like it's almost like psychological. What does cerebral mean? Let's look it up. Jamie. Jamie. <laughs> That's drink one for the first young Jamie reference. Yeah. Of the podcast, I'm gonna guess that cerebral. So it might not have any means. Oh yes, yeah, or having to do with your brain because cerebellum cerebra- is where it right. comes from. So I think I'm not using the right word. I don't think cerebral is the right word. I think celebratory is a better word. Oh yeah, you got to change it to celebratory. Party. Of the cerebrum of the brain right. is the literal so, so, definition. So I'm yep. Great. Yep. <laughs> what is it? Cerebral of or relating to the brain or the intellect. Um, but it is sort of that too, though, in its own way. So I don't know, whatever. Yeah. It I mean, you'll figure it out yeah. We're it, you're on your journey. I'm on my journey. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, I mean, t- today, electronic music, a lot of it, uh, at least in the mainstream is, um, you know, associated with music festivals. There's a lot of drug connotations to yeah. it. A lot of drug, which, and drug it in, in itself, the word drug already has a lot of negative sure. stereotypes. That's why to people it. say medicine. Right. That's why I say medicine. Yeah. Right. Um, but when you were starting to make electronic music yeah. in middle school and high school, did anybody, did, did you feel like there was any like uh, almost taboo nature to making electronic music? Did no, it have no, any? No. It wasn't, it was like, I didn't it even was know any electronic artists. I didn't know any. Like, really? I, I hadn't heard any electronic music. So how did you get into making it then? Because I was like making these other music just using electronic instruments. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like okay. I had never okay. heard techno gotcha. before. I was just yeah. like, okay, here's some beats. Boots, 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 right? Boots, like I know yeah. it existed. Of course it existed. Like it's been around for a while. You know, I just, I didn't, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much since we've had computers and analog gear and all that stuff, I I just hadn't um, really experienced much of it. And yeah. so I don't, I don't know if it was like taboo, but, um, you know, and things were coming out more on the radio where it was like less kind of like rock and more party anthems here oh yeah there was that whole era where right, pop and all started that. taking european techno and, right all and the, yeah, yeah. integrating into it that was like our high school years yeah so i know? don't think it was like taboo um well taboo I, I don't mean taboo to make it i mean taboo in the sense that like you know if you listen to dubstep today casual if you're a casual dubstep listener right which is hilarious 90 <laughs> hilarious yeah <laughs> if you're casual but sometimes i'll write like i'm writing right. this movie right now and i'll just put on like crazy <laughs> side <laughs> dubstep sure, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, but if you're a casual dubstep listener, right. um, and somebody sees you or hears you listening to it, they'll automatically think that you you know do drugs daily. Most I most of the time, so. yeah. I, I mean, this really? is my experience. Is yeah. Experience? I, anytime I show somebody a song, or if I'm in the car, my playlist skips to right, my new right. Discover Weekly plays something, and I have a friend in the car, they'll be like, "Yo, what?" The I fuck? could see that with like with like, you know, psychedelic bass music, but not mm-hmm. dubstep. Dubstep is still like. You know, dubstep's like, wow, like DJ Diesel. That's dubstep. That's that. Yeah, that's, that's, dubstep. that's dubstep. But like, yeah. you know, Desert Dwellers is a little more like psychedelic. Yeah, it's a little different. Yeah, it's a little different. You yeah. know, what I'm sure, sure, sure. Um, but um, yeah. Even when I was starting psychedelics, I wasn't in that realm. I was like, with me, it was more like when I was doing. I remember in college, I had this one experience on on mushrooms, and I um. I was like looking in the mirror and I was seeing like my mother and my father like merge into my face and all these things. And then I saw a guitar and I picked up the guitar and I was like, I had, Oh, you know what? I had like had this guitar and I had a water bottle. It was like these two things. So I just like gotten these two merging things and I had this big water bottle and the guitar and I picked up the guitar and I started singing in like a Beatles type fashion. All you need is some water and guitar. <laughs> it don't matter who you are. This was on mushrooms? Guitar. Yeah, and yeah. I was like, 
bawling, crying. Like, <laughs> this melody, like, <laughs> you know, and so like that was some of my first, that's like the first psychedelic mute, like song that I can think of that I made on psychedelics. When was that? How old were you? Um, 19. 19. So college. Yeah. Sophomore-ish, freshman, sophomore. I think it was a summer going into sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And college is where you met um, the Chainsmoker friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and not the DJs. I'm talking about actual friends who just smoke cigarettes all day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those two. But those no. two. No. Um, uh, that so Drew, what, okay, Drew yeah, yeah. Uh, Taggart from the Chainsmokers, mm-hmm. who's a friend of yours. Uh, what when you, when you got to Syracuse, did you already have like a group of friends that were musically inclined, or did you kind of find um, a new group out there? No, I had. I mean, yeah, no, I had. There were new people that there I was new making people? music with. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and he was. I wasn't like. Like he was, he was more of a DJ. So he know? was playing and performing. like he was making music too, but it wasn't yeah. like we weren't really like jamming out a lot. To, like I had other people that Got I had it, jammed yeah. with. Yeah, with him it was more like, oh, check out this thing I just made. Like check out this beat. You know, it was yeah. different. He yeah. was more in that scene. Yeah. Um, Did you ever play live in college? Yeah, all the time. I was yeah. in a band called Winding Ridge. A band. Would you a play? I didn't band, know about yeah. Winding Ridge. Yeah, well, I was. That's why I Winding Ridge. Yeah, well, that's why I left Jimmy Fallon was because I. Right. So I was interning with Jimmy Fallon, mm-hmm. and I had just made like this like dance hit in college, which mm-hmm. I'm not super proud of, but it was fun. It's called Thank That Drink. Yep. And then, um, and I was like, you know, I'm not, I don't want to be Akon. I'm not. I'm not that. That's not me. And so, and I was doing that, and and so. I kind of was having these realizations while I was interning for Jimmy Fallon. I was like, I need to go make an album with no electronic sounds in it. So I left Jimmy Fallon, went to up to Syracuse early, took a bunch of mushrooms mm. and made this album called winding Ridge, which used to be the place we lived at called winding Ridge. Who's and we? So the, the group of friends. Okay. And so I had uh, like this band where I was doing live looping. Um, there's some clips online too. It's pretty good. Actually, it's good. That's awesome. Yeah, it was definitely more like in the cigarosi type, like big kind of soundscape mm. vibe. Um, and I was convinced I would go all the way with that. And totally wrong. Yeah. <laughs> like, but not yeah. necessarily if you were doing with live looping and I mean, now yeah, you're a right. Bliss Looper. But, you kind of did go all the way. Right, that's fair. But Bliss Looper is different because it's, it's different. like electronic. Yeah, sure, sure. You thought that was going to be the thing at the time. Yeah, definitely. Was so you, you, um, briefly, you just kind of threw it aside, but you said you took a bunch of mushrooms. I want to know sure, when, yeah, yeah, I want to know when out. psychedelics started to have an influence in your music. When I, right away. Like, like that time. Like college? Was, yeah. College yeah. era? Did you, definitely. did you do any drugs in high school? No. Weed? Yeah. Just weed? Just weed. And drinking? Yeah, yeah. Drink, yeah. Uh, Which I don't really drink anymore now. Yeah, same. I used to. Yeah, except for wine. Only vibrose. Only vibrose. <laughs> Um, so high school was weed, but, yeah. uh, were, were you, was, you were also raised in like a suburban yeah. middle-class environment. So mm-hmm. was there kind of a, um, you know, my mom was very anti-drugs yeah. for me, even though she's, oh yeah, yeah. There's like the dare but program. There's dare. There was all the, yeah. you know, this no, is no, your yeah, brain on drugs. Like, yeah, yeah. All that stuff. Did you buy into that in high school at all? I bought into it for everything um, except for weed. No, actually, the th- I bought into it for cigarettes, which of course, yeah, which is good. Is yeah, to buy into it. Cigarettes are disgusting. Although right. I do, you know, will honor and smoke, um, like real organic tobacco leaf, which mm. is much different than 
a cigarette. Yeah, that's not a moral world. Um, <laughs> not at all, <laughs> no, no. Um, and like pray with it and that kind of vibe. Um, and then I actually did believe that if you took ecstasy, you would burn a hole in your brain. I did too. I did too. Which is funny because yeah. I don't really do many psychedelics anymore. If I do, I just kind of micro them. Mm-hmm. Um, but the one thing that I do do mm-hmm. <laughs> <me> is... <laughs> Is uh, some is you know I guess not ecstasy but like either MDMA, MDMA. or MDMA yeah. yeah yeah so in college then is when psychedelics started to have an influence on music yeah what was what was some yeah. of your first experiences with medicines who who brought yeah, yeah, you yeah. into it who did um, you seek somebody out was it just around someone introduced mushrooms to me um, there also I I did there was one moment in, in high school where I may have taken mushrooms and blacked out and don't remember. Doesn't but count. I don't. But yeah, blacking out, not the vibe. Not the vibe at all. Many no. years. Okay. No. Um, but uh, yeah, I would say I was pretty interested. I took a drugs and human behavior class, and um, my friend and I would um, do the the drug from the class that we were learning that week. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. We're what? Not, we weren't supposed to. <laughs> no, but I mean, imagine yeah. if you were, that'd yeah. be hilarious. And you, if your homework yeah. was to go home and, right. you know, do Ibogaine. Right. And you know the friend, I'm not going to say it on this podcast because to protect his career, Great. but you, yep. you certainly know, cool. know them and have hung out with him. Fun. Many times. Great. Um, so you would, you would do, you, what was the class like? What, what would you learn yeah, about Palfi, like every drug? Dr. Palfi, crazy dude. Like, really? Like, oh, looks like this. It's really cool. Was dude. he kind of like a, you like know. A, looked like a scientist. Super cool dude. Yeah, there were different things. That's where I learned about a boga, which mm. is hilarious that mm-hmm. I learned about a boga in college. That is From crazy. the class. That's crazy. And that was, and after I did that. Was know, it a pretty straightforward class where you would discuss the drug and its effects without yeah. any type of like leaning one way or the other as far as. Yeah, it should be yeah, legal. Right. It shouldn't be I mean, legal. You yeah, should do it. Exactly. You shouldn't do no, it. It was just right. straight down the straight, middle. Very science based. Yeah, and he cool. was he was like he would always crack jokes and stuff here and there. You know? Oh, fun. Okay, but um, you know, do you think he has done a bunch of drugs? A hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess ninety nine percent or whatever. Would, yeah. would he ever share stories with you guys, or you could just kind of tell? Like, I feel like he might have once secretly. I don't really remember, but okay. he was okay. an older dude, much older. Um, oh, yeah, in then, his like seventies. Oh, yeah, then yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. And he, yeah, it's funny because like, I don't know if I would have learned about a boga until many years after, if it hadn't been for that. I mean, what kind of 21 year old, this is senior year, but what kind of 21, 22 year old knows what a boga is? I feel like right. most don't. And right. so I feel like a lot of people still don't know what that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the one that got me to stop doing all the other ones, which is so funny. And I've only done it, you know, that during that one ceremony mm-hmm. with the two flood doses. And before that I had done, um, you know, I've done ayahuasca, peyote, San Pedro, a bunch of different 2C, the like 2CB, 2CI, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, all pretty, a lot of them, you know, I don't, I don't mess with like the druggy drugs. Like, but after, no, of course whatever. not. But yeah, after yeah. the aboga. But after, yeah. I was like, I was like, I gotta, I was like, I was like, cause bef- before the aboga, I was like, all right, I gotta heal. I gotta be the best version of it. I gotta do all this healing, go to ceremonies, do this, do this. You know, you remember me. Mm-hmm. And then did the aboga. Totally wrecked me in the best possible way. Yeah, you I mean, were I was messed sleeping up on your for a floor while. for yeah. a couple of weeks, just literally yeah. sleeping on your floor. Yeah, yeah, the couch was right there. Yep, you were on the floor, <laughs> and I chose the floor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like literally, the couch was right there. Yeah, um, and I, yeah, and I was sleeping in between Brent's couch and table, table on the, the coffee floor, table, that, right. yeah, in the in that little nook. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and I was a mess. I was, I was such a mess. But um, that got me to be Dharma focused, super Dharma focused, super focused on my career. And so my priority became 
less about um, women and, you know, healing and became more about women in my career, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and then eventually women or just, woman, like one singular, singular like singular. You know? And then, it, and then, and then what happened is oh, as I started integrating the aboga over the next couple, you know, six months or whatever, um, it mainly just became about my, my, my purpose, mm-hmm. you know, my career and not even wasn't worried about the women, any of that stuff, just kind of like, you know, of course enjoying here and there, but really just my oh, attention and awareness became much more career focused. And that's when Equanimous started to kind of form make moves. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. I, I had, I was Equanimous before that, but I, but I w- didn't have many songs out. Right. Was getting paid a hundred dollars a show. If that, you right, know, kind right, of thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then from there is when it started to grow. That's so interesting. Yeah, and that's not thanks. necessarily the intention that you had going into the Iboga sessions, was it? Cause no, I think I just really want, I'd always want to Can you to tell people Iboga. what Iboga is and what yeah, the sure. process so is? Iboga is an African, it? it's like a, sort of like a root from Africa, from Gabon. And um, yeah, Gabon, Africa. And uh, it's intense. It is like nothing else. Do I mean, you drink it as a tea, right? As a brew? Yeah, there's also like a pill you can take. I mean, also there's Ibogaine, which people like, do for addiction, which they, right. you know, take yeah. intravenously. Um, but yeah, yeah, it was, it's like a brew basically. It tastes not very good. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, if you take a high dose, it'll, I mean, it's, it's a real, the real deal. You get tripping for 24 to 48 hours and can't move. And if you need to go to the bathroom, someone got to pick you up and then drag you over And where were you when you did this? Costa Rica. And, and I did you it were at a retreat ceremony, center. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. And after that, um, the one thing I would say, I don't think everyone needs to do a boga. I think everyone should at some point try like ayahuasca mm-hmm. or something like this. You know, I don't think everyone needs to do a boga. Um, it's big. It's a, it's a whole thing. And I would recommend giving yourself at least six months of nothing planned after that. So you can really six integrate it. months. Yeah. Yeah. It's like nothing else. I mean, it, it's wow. that, I've, that I've experienced certainly. And you said you did two sessions within a week. Yeah. Within a week. Yeah. And they were both 24 to 48 hours out. They t- yeah twenty four hours of tripping and then another forty eight after that of kind of like feeling like what where, where am I yeah kind of can you take us as far as you feel comfortable yeah, oh yeah, into into what the physical and mental and emotional state of yeah, the trip felt, was so what it I'll I'll kind of sum it up it's like through all these healing things that I had done before that my mind had learned to accept myself and to do you know my mentally I was there like mentally I was um. You know, I could get past things mentally, Mm -hmm. but the triggers and the different things in my body and those connections were still painful. They were still in my system, you know? And so I feel like the aboga like ripped out and shredded out all these like traumas and different, like, I mean, not that I had a lot of traumas or anything, but just like all those like negative connections between my gut and my brain and heart that had been formed. It felt like aboga just shredded all of that, like ripped out the roots of like a tree and then I just purged it out over a long period of time, just of like puking and crying and lots of like, it felt like a surgery, mm. you know, of like a spiritual surgery. And it was, wow. it was very, very intense, mm-hmm. um, but life changing. Yeah. Drastically life changing. Um, and it took time. I mean, it took time for me to like, it wasn't just like when it was done, I was done. You know, it was like, it took time. Yeah, to, there was. An I mean, I was still period freaking depressed, sleeping on your floor for a month. It, it after, fucked you, know? you up. Yeah. It fucked you up fucked for a while. Yeah, <laughs> in yeah, a great yeah, way though. Yeah, yeah. In a great yeah. way. 
Yeah. Yeah. And now, and now I'm so, I mean, I'm so grateful that I did it, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah. That's great. Did you go with anybody or was it just you? At the like just that me. you knew, <clears throat> just there, me. Were, were there other people in the session? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like yeah. seven or eight of us total, yeah, and yeah. then the facilitators. And, I mean, it's no joke. It's it's no joke. Yeah, no yeah, joke. Yeah, 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 it's a whole thing. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So say so then that comes the integration period after, right? And that was that mostly you sitting with what you were feeling and no, processing it was, through it. it all, what is the integration period like after something that extreme? I mean, I feel like if I was conscious of the integration period and I was like aware of what uh-huh. was happening. Like if I were to do it again, it would be a lot different. Um, but at that time, I just was in it. It was like the rate. It was like there was a wave, and I was just on it, you know. And, and so, like once I started to like come out of it, and could actually reflect on the experience, like that was kind of like the end of the integration period, where mm-hmm. like like the integrating was still riding that wave of life, you know. Wow. I mean, it's like all these different feelings in your system and in your stomach. And like, you know, it's like imagine someone planted, you know, all these trees inside of you and then ripped out all those trees inside of you that you knew to be you. And then they're all gone. Maybe not all of them, but you even have awareness that there were trees inside of you is one thing. And then they get ripped and shredded. And then you're like, okay, well, now that I'm aware that I can grow trees inside of my body, Mm. what trees do I want to grow? Mm. And so that was kind of like part of the process, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it took away pretty much all my desire to do ceremonies, to do like ayahuasca, to do all those things. And I've only since then, that was what, like six years ago. I only have done like a, um, like I would put like a bogus San Pedro peyote and ayahuasca sort of like on one side of things. You know, it's mm-hmm. not like you like, yeah, they're just a little more ceremonial, you mm-hmm. could say. And so yeah. um, I would say that or they tend to be, I would say that like, I didn't have any desire to do any of those ones at all. And I still don't really. And I did, I did do ayahuasca once since then. It's, it was recent about maybe like six months ago or something. Um, but within like six years, that was the only time that I did that. And, um, yeah, it was certainly like, and that was wasn't, great. that wasn't, was that one of the intentions you had when you went into the aboga sessions? No, no, no. So not, that just, no, the intention that I had was to like clear kind of like my negative patterns or addictions or anything that yeah. I had that was not serving me, mm-hmm. you know? And I also, to be honest, like, you know, I, I had just broken up with a partner and I was in pain and I was sad about it and like, I didn't want to deal with it. And so part of me was like, well, now's a good time to go do a boga. So I don't <laughs> do it. Right. Yeah, Obviously sure. not the best time, but sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but that was part of it too, I think. Yeah, for sure. Do you see yourself doing a boga again at all ever? Maybe as an like a like an old dude, like an, as an old like guy. a super old guy. Yeah. yeah, but not not. And I would be open to microdosing it. To microdosing, yeah, a lot of people boga. do that. Yeah, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's fascinating. So you only throw up a little bit. No, you don't. <laughs> way, way, way less than. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not even like microdosing mushrooms or anything. Like yeah, that. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow, that's wild. Okay, yeah. that's yeah. that's pretty incredible. I want to come back to ayahuasca and the others that you put yeah. in this category over here. But before we do that, sure, I want to go back to your music. Great. Because I love your music so Thanks, much. Man. And, I appreciate and, that. And, you know, I, I've listened to it sober and not sober. Yeah. And I've partied <laughs> to it sober and not sober. Sure. And uh, I just, I, I want to know more about your early experiences yeah, with psychedelics yeah. and how they kind of fuel like what yeah. you've become, you know? Um, there was a one experience when I did some DMT and I heard uh, a Yon C track, or maybe it was Sigros. I mean, Yon C is the lead singer of Sigros, so... 
I think it was a tra- I mean, I don't know. All their stuff's in Icelandic or made up languages. So I don't know how to say this, but it was like, remember, something like that. Like it has a title like this or something. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember listening to it and I could hear all the dimensions of the music. Whoa. And I was like, this is what I got to do, but on the dance floor. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so like that was a, a moment. And then there was a moment when I was on LSA, I believe, which I haven't what? done in years. LSA. LSA? Yeah, comfort, like the poppy seeds. Are, we had taken Hawaiian baby Woodrow seeds. And I mean, I was way young at this time. I was probably 22 or 23. Uh-huh. Um, and we... I've never heard of LSA. Yeah, LSA, yeah. With, I have no idea what yeah, that is. It's, yeah, it's not great. It's not... I would don't think I'll ever need to do it ever. What? It's like a lighter version of LSD, but a little more mental, not as trippy. I don't know. And I remember... Um, I remember seeing, I was at Outside Lands mm-hmm. listening to Sigros actually live. And I was like, wow, this is so beautiful. And I had like my, my brain, actually I was with Drew the first time we saw Dead Mouse at, at uh, Lollapalooza. And I kept on hearing these like Dead Mouse tones. And then I, I've actually seen, I went to see Dead Mouse again with him in LA and I, I just remember hearing these like pure tones of like dance thing. And I was like, it would be so cool if these electronic sounds and the energy of the dance was in combination with this like beauty, what I call cerebral beauty, but I guess it's celebratory beauty, mm-hmm. but it's also cerebral it's also beauty cerebral, sure. of Sigurose. And I was just like, I, I that's what I want to do, you know, plus with a little bit of fun, like some like guitars in front of Paul Simon. Yeah. I would say like those three are kind of like, it's like Paul Simon, Dead Mouse, Sigaros. You know, cool. Even though I what don't. What a crazy. Right. Even though I don't make dun, 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 that kind of Dead yeah, Mouse yeah, 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 music, yeah. it's just, it symbolizes the technology. Really, yeah, I think. yeah. 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 And so that's like, that's kind of been like the highest thing that I've really wanted to focus on. And I will actually also say like another thing that affected my music, the first time I was ever high on Molly. So I had done like some, Probably shitty Molly before. In the yeah, yeah, That was cut with like speed or some yeah. nasty shit. Yeah. Yeah. Always pills. take safe sure. medicine. If you're going to take medicine, make sure it's safe. Oh please, my God, please, absolutely. Please. please. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I went to same this my same friend we had, you know, um, in college. Was the medicine was Molly. And so it was the first time that I had ever really experienced Molly. And we went to go see Yonsi. And opening for him was a group called Mountain Man, which is these three angelic women and one of them plays guitar. Um, Mountain Man? Yeah, they are three angelic women? Yeah, and they were singing these hymns, and I was like, wow. I was like, wow. And it was the first time I ever felt the feeling of ecstasy was listening yeah. to these three women. Yeah, I yeah, like, yeah. The system. It was unbelievable. One of them later became uh, Sylvanesso. I don't know if you know Sylvanesso. Mm-hmm. And then another was in another group. Uh, Vallis Alps was in it. So they all kind of had their separate project that ended up doing fairly well. Um, but that affected me too. Just kind of like the the connection of like feeling connected to God or source or the universe or whatever within music. And so that's always been present in me, I think. Even in like the emo music that I was listening to, there was like this sense of like, we are human, we are real, whatever it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, but but the thing is like, you you know, there are people that can dance to that and go and have fun and mosh and all that stuff. But for me actual like pure dance music you know really getting those beats down there that hip-hop element combining all that is what makes 
um, something really unique and special combining that, you know, that like, uh, uh, dance, dance, boom, da, boom, whatever, like your beatboxing has gotten really it. good. By the way. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um, combining that with the beauty is really mm-hmm. what I strive for. And it's always been my thing. And in college, what, even when I left Jimmy Fallon, it was like, you know, it was like, I was doing the dance stuff on totally on one end. And then I went to go do the, the, the kind of more cerebral stuff totally on the other mm. and equanimous ironically you know, equanimity equanimous the balance right is re- really where i balance the two you know and and it reminds me of something my mother said is well my mother's like buddhist therapist told this to her but when you um when you're tuning a guitar string first you kind of like untune it a little bit so you can tune it all the way back in there you know mm. and find that balance okay. and that's cool. kind of like how i've seen myself refine my sound and i feel like i'm getting even closer and closer to my sound there's one song out there that i did not make that i feel like really incorporates my sound it's still not um totally one, one song that you did not right make. it's it's and, and of course it's odessa the dancing okay. thing mixed yeah. with olaf arnolds the classical composer called mm-hmm. light of day and it's still not totally mine like yeah, it's yeah, got yeah. its own like thing that i wouldn't necessarily do um but it but the vibe of it really in, like encapsulates what I am aiming to do with my music. The yeah. other one is um, Cone Sound and Asa. Again, two Cone people. Sound, yeah. incredible. Incredible. Yeah. Um, almost got him for High Five. We got to see them live. Oh, I have seen them live. I met them. I know. I need to oh, see them live. so good. What, do they they're tour? They're my favorite. Yeah, they're, they, they're here in the States. I thought they were Canadian. Right they, no, no, they're not Canadian. They're British, I think. Oh, but what? They're, but they've played a couple shows here. And I have... I feel like I could have got them for high vibe, honestly, ah! but, the, but I think they, I don't know. The uh-huh. truth is they just never got back to me and they, oh, okay. but they were before they were sure, in sure. good communication. I think another festival booked them with a radius clause. I'm getting this, this, mm-hmm. but I don't know. Maybe not. Mm-hmm. Maybe they'll be at high vibe fest next year. Anyways, yeah. I love Cone Sound. Yeah, yeah. They're one of the best groups live. Yeah. I, they, they're one of the best groups just to listen to. Yeah. Um, and so, so they have a track called sanctuary that mm-hmm. with like some violins and stuff that I also feel like incorporates what I'm aiming to do. Violins, not violence. Right, violin. Right, right. <laughs> and my new album, um, Frequency Flow Eleven, I feel like, kind of touches on that. That's coming out February tenth. I don't know if this will get aired. Frequency that, Flow Eleven, 11 yeah. comes and out I, on February tenth. Why not the eleventh? Uh, it's funny because uh, the eleventh is Saturday. Oh, you got yeah. release on Fridays. Yeah, yeah. And okay. then, um, yeah, yeah. But but my new album, so that's done. But my new album that I'm actually working on now is definitely more um, orchestral, and so it's it feels a little bit more like bonobo style kind of like you know cerebral cool yeah yeah yeah. that's dope dude that's really cool so so psychedelics seem to have had a large influence on fine on not necessarily the physical nature of making the music but more on the theoretical approach to what you want to be putting into the world is that fair to say yeah yeah i think psychedelics have had a huge impact on what i'm able to feel Mm. And as I've expanded internally in what I'm able to feel, that has affected the music, which it goes into the music and people then can feel those vibrations. And I've had lots of people come up to me and comment on this in different ways. What would have been some of the things people have said? Just like, you know, what the vibration is tapped into, the kind of angelicness of the frequencies and um like they can feel yeah, what like, you were feeling right, and what the, your it like goes right to their the heart. 
yeah. yeah, all that stuff. You know, it's like it's it's really like the idea is, you know, being in your heart and experiencing that love on the dance floor. Yeah. Right. Is there any specific substance that or, or medicine that you've taken that has seemed to propel you a bit more stronger than others? Yeah, I think all different at different times. Mm. Um, all different at different times. Yeah. yeah. It's just been through different cycles. You know, I'm definitely more on an MDMA kind of cycle at the moment mm -hmm. um, because it's easy, way easier f for me, I think, to function on it and have conversations with people. Rather yeah, than like, like taking psilocybin, right, sometimes you take it and you think, yeah, I'm going to talk to a lot of people tonight. And <laughs> two hours later, you're looking up at a tree right, for the exactly, rest of the night, exactly. which is great. Yeah. And yeah, but exactly. you know, and also I'm doing light doses, you know, I'm not like, yeah, I feel yeah, like I'm yeah, an adult yeah. now. Yeah. And I, and as fun as it was to go and like blast off, we've know. blasted. Sure. You and I have blasted. Can we talk about blasting? Sure, yeah, yeah. We, the first time, uh, I ever did LSD was with you at lightning. It was at lightning in a bottle. And I have never laughed harder in my entire, to this day. Yeah. I have wow. never laughed harder honor. in my life that an honor. Yeah, than yeah. that first time doing LSD with you. That was super fun. I remember it very well. I remember a lot the of it. The whole trash thing. The trash thing was <laughs> so funny, dude. We saw Jamie XX uh, close out the night, which was like one of the greatest experiences great ever. Because we were still like on the come right, up and it was, right. we were going toward the top. And there were people all around us and I was making eye contact with everybody. Everybody's eyes were just bugging. Right. And I looked at you and your eyes were bugging. Your smile was like a fucking Cheshire cat. And then uh, Jamie XX finished a set and they played the cleanup song as they do. Right. Which is clean uh, up, clean up, everybody. Right. Yeah, da, da. And we walk past And this. they encourage everybody to right. clean up because everybody's puts, you know, which is great. And water I'm bottles and trash on the ground. Up. Of course, I'm yeah. supportive of it. Do I want to touch other people's trash? At no. A festival. Do you? <laughs> Absolutely not. More, I'm not. Your, like, um, frame of mind toward touching other people's trash. Right. In that moment, which, by the way, to give some, you know, like a, a point of reference here, like yeah. I have a problem with touching certain. You got a germ. Knobs. You have a germ yeah, thing. It's not. Yeah, you know, I'm honest yeah. about that. You have a germ thing. Sure, and it's fine. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. so it's not even like that bad. It's right. it's noticeable, but yeah. it's not that bad, right. and right. it's all Thank good. You. And yeah, we don't yeah. need to talk about right. it. Yeah. We, we can keep talking about it, yeah. but we're not going to. Okay. You. <laughs> so <laughs> they play the cleanup song, right. and there's a couple people picking up, you know, like rappers or whatever. And and we both did we feel I feel like we felt like we should do it, but you really didn't want to. I think we walked past a specific piece of trash. Yeah. Was that it? Yeah. And we were like, oh man. And they, we heard this song that and that, the cleanup the song the is cleanup, playing. And we were like, no. no. <laughs> <laughs> and you, I That's remember not mine. you had, you had <laughs> your sleeves over your hands. And I think you picked something up and you were pacing right, right, right. and you weren't even I looking like, at me and you weren't yeah, even talking right, to me, right. but you were saying like, I don't like picking up people's trash. But I don't we like this, doing it. Right. but we were still, we were still doing, doing it. it but you're walking people, around, right. you, you had your hood on, I had my hood on. They're like right. these, who wants to pick we're up wearing, trash? We're uh, wearing, like, I, I had, it was just a, don't litter. Just don't litter. Yeah, just don't litter. Don't litter. And then we don't need to pick up trash. It's a very easy solution to the whole thing. But I was wearing my beautiful sweater. You had your warm sweater. Remember that worm thing? It was like a turtleneck, but it didn't have Kaba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, but it looked like a worm. You look like it? a freaking worm yeah, from uh, Men in Black. But shout out yeah. to whoever makes that because yeah, it's, cool. it's a cool thing. Oh, cool. Yeah, I know yeah, who that is. Um, so you're, <laughs> you're walking around like a little, like you're hunched over and you're like, for, you looked like Paul Giamatti inside. Yeah, yeah, you were just like, I yeah, don't yeah. like picking up people's trash. Right. And I was dying laughing. I thought it was the funniest thing. 
it was so funny. Yeah. And then we kept yeah, we kept we, going the whole night. The whole night. Was the whole night was great. Thing, yeah. uh, and then there was somebody crying. I remember this girl who was like sitting on yeah, the ground we were, like, feeling bad. Her energy or something. And you you started like you you looked at me and you said it's okay. I'm gonna do my magic. And you right. walked over to her and you started like walking around her in a circle, but it was wide. It wasn't right, like you right. were right next no, to her. No, yeah. She not, didn't notice not you or anything. Enough, no, not yeah. intrusive at all. But it was like a 20 foot circle right. and you were like whispering something and I was just dying laughing, right, dude. Right. And then she like got up or something. She, she got up yeah, yeah, and yeah. she walked away right, and right. she stopped crying and she never knew you were there. Right. And I walked up to you and you just kind of like yeah. nodded at me. <laughs> um, but don't, you know what's interesting is yeah. like, I just had this thought right now. I feel like, it was a little safer for us to do that kind of amount or that much like, like then, because now if the two of us go to a festival, there are more eyes on us back oh, then. Yeah. No one knew. Dude, we blended in. Were. No, we were we just people going in, to festival. Dude. I think yeah, we paid yeah, yeah. for tickets. We did pay for tickets. I think we probably paid for tickets. Wild. Crazy, right? Yeah. Now the thought of paying for, t- I mean, that's my workspace is the festival. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, it's just different it's because way now, different. I, because this year, I can talk about things this year for lighting in a bottle that we, yeah, that we've done yeah, like yeah. medicine wise. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Okay. Great. Yeah. So, um, this year when we did medicine together and mm-hmm. lighting in a bottle and we walked into that, um, we walked into that, uh, remember what was that? Spelling bee. That's right. And, we, and yeah. I, I hear, I literally, yeah. we walk by, we're tripping out. Yeah. And I hear these two people whisper, one person, they're like a couple and one whispers to the other, that's Equanimous. Mm-hmm. And they were tripping mm-hmm. also. And like, they were like giggling, laughing, like, what do we do? Yeah. And so I walked back out after, I just happened to walk back out when they did. And I literally saw them talking about me. So I just walked over to them and I was like, hi. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and yeah. they were like, oh, we're tripping. And I yeah. was like, it's okay. Me too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When I was shooting videos with Nikki at, LIB, I, it yeah. was the most recognition I've ever oh, gotten I'm in sure. public. It was wild. Yeah. And You'll so, get that at High Vibe Fest too. Sure. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Like back then, we blended right. in. We were which just I, two yeah. people. It was it was amazing, dude. Right. It was such a beautiful which opportunity. Which I'm sure if we went to like, I'm sure there's plenty of festivals that we went to. I mean, yeah, we could, and also we could just throw on some hoods and it's not like it's, it's not, weird. No. And I like it's it. Not, yeah. it's, people know. It's fun. Yeah. And, and it's also, we're part of the community. So it's not like we're... We're not some like, out, right. It's like not like we're like famous, some LA crazy. Famous. No, no, no exactly. we're just part we're of, just, we're just homies. Exactly. But that first year was so fun. And then there was the luminescent grand, the piano, right? Which I played this which year at Burning put, Man. It was there. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's And cool. it's updated. Wow. And it's also not, he's, he made it way better. It's not a full, it is a full grand piano, but it's like, how do I explain this? It's not like, it's just like a keyboard now. For people that don't know, the luminescent grand, uh, I'll just tell the story and you'll find out. So we're we're walking through Lightning in a Bottle. This is at the original location in right. Bradley, which was beautiful. Right. And we're walking up a hill and there's a, this this um, glow of, of neon lights yeah. coming from like maybe 50 yards away and just a couple of people around this this glowing light. And of course, we're like, oh my God, what is that? There's lights. And then we hear piano and you're like, oh, that's the luminescent grand. And I was like, what, what is that? What I that, knew what, what it was. Mean? You must have. I guess. I don't, uh, yeah. You know, unless I think you found I saw, out no, that I think night, I had seen it at like Lucidity. We walk up and it's a grand piano, yeah. see-through. And every time you play a key, a neon light. Like a full L- a LED. A full LED light. Yeah. And Not just on the key, but gorgeous. on the actual. On the whole it's, piano. It's as if it's like a string. It's amazing. Yeah. It's the most beautiful it's piece of cool. art I've ever seen. You sat down and you started playing. 
and like a swarm of people just yeah. got attracted to it. Yeah. It was it was like watching bees get attracted to a flower pad. It was right. crazy. It was just everybody walked over. Yeah, it was beautiful. It was really cool. And I had this moment where I was like, holy shit, my fucking friend is incredibly talented. Oh, thanks, man. Um, <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, so that was year one. And then uh, we've, we've, we had a couple other heavy times yeah there was one where um heavy in a good way in a good way yeah, oh they were yeah. all in good ways but there was one where the the lsd didn't come on a tab it came on a red tablet it was at lib oh yeah and we split this red tablet. i don't think that was lsd i think it was what i think it was like <laughs> that was the strongest yeah, unicorn. experience i've That's ever unicorn. had what was that it? was unicorn which i do? hadn't done in years and randomly someone gave me unicorn we sp- the last you know what I'm talking of, about, right? It looked yeah, like an ad. Unicorn. Though. Yep. The last night, someone gave me a unicorn. The last night of what is a unicorn? LA, of Burning Man when I was playing that piano. Just nuts. what's the, so? Um, that, is that why it was so ungodly? Unicorn strong for is me? like a synthetic. Um, it's like a two C. Okay. I, I compare it to two C E is the closest that I've kind of felt to it. Two C B feels a little more harsh to me. Two C I a little more mental. These are all the you know medicines that Alexander Shulgin. Sasha Shulgin, who created MDMA, sent, I don't know if he created it, but essentially like synthesized it and brought it here um, to, um, you know, he, he I, I don't know. The truth is I don't know exactly what unicorn is. I just, my experience is that it's similar to 2C. It's like a mixture of LSD and like. Dude, to me, Molly, it was like. Say. A triple dose of LSD, and I thought right. it was LSD yeah, unicorn. at the time. We used to, I, what happened to that? We used to do that stuff all the time. Who's we? Like, not me and you. I mean, when I say we, I mean like the community, the community, in and yeah. and I not all the time. I probably done it five to. 10 but it times. was a little more uh, available, maybe like readily available. Yeah, I think I think what happened is like people started realizing that like you really need to be safe with this stuff. Yeah, and so like you know, for <laughs> I me, know. right? Exactly. So. Yeah. So by the way, it was yeah. fun. I, there was never like a bad yeah, experience no, on it. I remember it was strong and I'm curious if you had, cause, yeah. cause this was my in, introductory years to psychedelics right. was with you and then on my own, but mostly with you right. and in that community. And I remember going through this phase where it was a lot of LSD and whenever I did mushrooms too, uh, it would primarily be, I would have like really trippy visuals and I would be so like engrossed in the visuals and like entertained by them. And I would be like so happy that I was finally experiencing this. And then I would look up at the sky and it would, I would see the stars and the wisps of the Milky Way out yeah. in the desert. And I would feel like it, it looked like it was breathing. And it, yeah. I would have these very metaphorical, deeply, deeply mm-hmm. metaphorical experiences that helped me realize some of the beliefs that I had already had, but they just capitalized on those beliefs and, and created new ones about how we're all in the same fabric and it's all just one, we're all one organism. And it was kind of these borderline cliche moments right. of metaphorical but your, your experiences. Your system feels it on a cellular level. Yeah, your, my body right. felt it like you down to yeah. the hair follicles on my arm. Right. Like every, yep. I could feel everything. Right. Much different to feel it than to just think it. Right. And so I'm, I'm curious, like that was my introductory experience with right. psychedelics. And I was like, holy shit, everything about all the cliches are true. Yeah, yeah, and like yeah, everything yeah. has a metaphor and everything is this and everything is. And then, and now of course, if I, I don't really have like, no, I, I don't adult. get entertained you're, by yeah, the visuals. Yeah, right. Yeah. I, 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 I integrate mm-hmm. the experience and it's different now. Yep. When you were starting off with psychedelics, did you have that same kind of pattern? starting off did you yeah, were you yeah. kind of like not overwhelmed isn't the right word but um 
Were you almost I was in awe? Yeah, you were in awe. Yeah. You were in awe by what the experience yeah, was. Yeah, and I was trying to figure out life, you know, and figure yeah, out like yeah. what is God and what is it, you know, and I would like try to take notes. I did a lot of salvia then, and I was trying to like figure out, you know, some magical stuff happened on that, but haven't done that in years. Um, and yeah, I, I definitely did have that experience of like that there is more, you know, and I think, I think once the body sort of internally fills itself out with awareness, yeah. you know what I mean when I say yeah, that? Yeah, absolutely. Like once, once, once you, you filled yourself up with the awe. Yeah. And, and, and like, or even to... just on a state of like, you know, like for example, I think that, you know, someone who can like be, a, who's aware of their own internal system is going to have a different experience than someone who like does not spend time meditating, feeling their inner left arm with mm-hmm. their attention or awareness, you know? And yeah. so I think once the body starts to fill out what we, as we grow, we have experiences, we, we get more grounded, right? There isn't as much, um, you know, the, the like awe in general, awe is a comparative thing right like if you see the the most amazing sunset ever you're like oh my god and it's like so beautiful and you're in awe and you're experiencing psychedelics just like all these things if you do that 50 times it's not gonna it's gonna be great still every time probably but it's not gonna be as awe inspiring as the first mm-hmm. couple times mm-hmm. and so i think ju- that's just becoming an adult yeah you know we just you grow up you mature into a yeah. different state of awareness. Right. Uh, but then again, lots of adults who have never experienced this type of stuff or who have, and then they come back to it are also probably in quite a state of awe. Mm-hmm. So it's like anything else. It's like practice. And it's just, you know, that's the one thing that he, that our professor in college really stressed. The number one thing is he said that psychedelics and medicines like this are a practice. Mm. You can be good at them or you can be bad at them. Wow. It's a he pra- said that to you yes. guys in college? Yep. yep. Set in the right. 2000s. Of course, yes. Of course, of course, he says set and setting, right? Everything about set and setting. That's great. But he then said he said, that. Yeah. of course. But then he also says it's a practice and it's true. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you learn. It's, there, it's a different state. You know, I think the same thing even for, for marijuana. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's a different state. Um, and it takes practice and it takes knowing and you want to be safe and mm-hmm. and all that. Yeah. And so where, um, now, now you're doing, you, you, you take a little bit at a time. If I'm going to do something. If you're going to Even w- just to clarify for the people listening, like even when Brent and I were doing this stuff, it's not like we were doing it every week. Oh you God, know? no. It was no, like, it was like once or twice yeah, a year. Yeah, like at festivals. At festivals. Thing. I might've been doing a little that's more. That's still really where I right. have a right. that's medicinal the sa- It's a safe place because you yeah. know, there's no driving home. There's, you know, you're, right, you're just right. safer and there's you're other people are more and accepted. There's, there's resources in case right. something exactly. goes wrong. And there's, and there's things to do. It's fun, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah, a lot of times you're in nature with good loving people. People are celebrating together. Um, Set, setting, right. safety, and just, right. just and an also, awareness for your own body. Right. Is, and is doing, doing important. it, you know, with people that you love and trust, like in nature without, yeah. you know, big blasting speakers is also great too. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so now, now it's definitely at smaller doses, you know, it's more of like a, Hey, instead of, you know, cause we don't drink, I don't drink really much. Mm-hmm. So it's like, all right. If I never drink like, at yeah. festivals. Yeah. Oh, not at a festival. No way. No. So yeah, it's just kind of like either that, like take a little bit here and there, you know, not really even feel it very much just to kind of be in the vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's functional. So like if I have a sunrise set, you know, I will probably most likely early in the night, take something like Molly or whatever to, you know kind of keep me up yeah <laughs> and you know because yeah. i'm not gonna do i don't want to like yeah coffee works and stuff but i'm not you know i don't do like coke or anything like that i don't you nope. know I'm not, 
Somebody handed us. Do you remember? Do you remember when somebody handed us a bag of Coke at Lightning in a Bottle? Yeah, and we just like gave it. I think we gave it to somebody. It didn't feel right because that's not what we were into. And then we ended up giving. But you know, you know what it was. I remember we were walking to our tent, right? And we're walking down this dirt path to our tent, and this couple was walking toward us, and they stopped right in front of us, and he offers the bag, and we're like, "This must be meant to be." Oh right! And so we take it. We take like a tiny. We took a tiny amount just because we thought it was meant to be that this random person gave it to us. Which if some random person gives you coke, don't don't do do it. It It was not meant to be. We were young, but that's part of what our journey was. Right. And I do not recommend doing a tiny little bit of coke from some random dude's bag or any coke or any coke ever because it's made of gasoline and cement. Right. So it's crazy, and I didn't even realize this is like slightly a tangent, but a like. A lot of people still do Adderall, like a lot. I've never were, done Adderall. There were I. I was listening it. to this on Joe Rogan's podcast that he released mm-hmm. um, with Dave Portnoy. Yeah, um, just the Boston other day. homeboy. Yeah, yeah. Um, Forty-one million uh, subscriptions to Adderall prescriptions in, in last year. Yeah, <laughs> subscriptions. <laughs> That'd be crazy if you could subscribe. Yeah, to Adderall. Pre- prescriptions in last. Forty-one million. Yeah, dude, I haven't done that shit. What? In years. That's like that's as like many adults. That's like it's. Almost as many adults he that was are in say, America. Dude, the, he, he was saying he does it almost every day. Dave Who? Portnoy. Dave Portnoy. What? Yeah. Does Adderall almost every day? Yeah. 30 milligrams, which dude, by the way like, is a lot. Brain, 30 milligrams is, I, you know, like wow. 30 milligrams is I think a I've lot done five, a five yeah. milligram usually, tab Usually once. they'll give you like five, maybe 10 or 10. And then maybe if you, you know, you really need it, you're prescribed wow, 20. Dude, this dude does 30 a day and he's an adult. He's did also they talk about the addictive nature of it? Is it addictive? Or they didn't is it talk just habit it, forming. I'm sure it's it's got to be at least yeah, habit forming. But I wonder what yeah. the difference is. There's all see. There's all these other things like Xanax and bio diazepams. We learned about all that stuff. You know, yeah, xanthines, yeah. Um, all these different things. You know, and I still remember from this one class, like a xanthine. Do you know what a xanthine? Is? No, a xanthine is like cacao. Um, Sounds good so far. Uh, coffee. Yep, is a xanthine. Uh, oh, t- so it's a class. It's a class. Those are so tobacco. Chocolate and coffee are all in the same class, similar as like okay. um, LSD mushrooms are both psychedelics, and mm-hmm. like you know, alcohol is a depressant, and like Coke is a stimulant. Okay, so xanthine is like a family or like a class, right. or a, Molly would be like it's an a amphetamine. it's a categorical, um, and like yeah, and then like you thing. know like ayahuasca or San Pedro more like a path pathogen path, I don't know. Is there anything that you've you've experienced more medicine than anybody I know? More, oh. more types, more types. Yeah, not yeah. It's more not like I've in done a quantity thing. Right, right. No, no. But more types, yeah. more types. Because I'm curious, right? I, Which well, I think is beautiful. Right. I mean, you're, I feel... you're a human experiencing right. what it's like to be a human body, right, right. and we only have a finite time to be a human sure. before whatever else yep. we become. So why not? Yep. Um, that's been my philosophy ever sure. since mm-hmm. I met you and started getting into it. <laughs> Great. And I've tried quite a bit of things too. Not a ton. I did do. I told you about five meo DMT. I tried. Yeah, I tried but you that. did the bufo. I thought from the frog. I uh, synthesized. Oh, you did the synthetic. Yeah, synthetic. Oh, that's yeah, the yeah. Best. I've only. I done don't that think one time. I did. An I don't know. You what didn't do enough. Right, right, enough. I did that once. Is, but the synthetic. I've done bufo, but I've done it was the great. synthetic I was once. Lying, that was the yeah. Best. I was lying yeah. on the ground for maybe five ten minutes and and couldn't move. That was. The I didn't most. have visuals. It, I could y- still think y- thoughts. Oh, I couldn't even move my body. That was the. Mo- I mean, for five minutes. That. So I think I need to go one step. 
Yeah, that's further. I, I see, th- but it was beautiful. It's I did like have something come experience, to me, so but nice. I have no desire to do it. It's so strange. That's cool. Yeah, that's weird? great. Right. I do have desires to do right. a lot more. Great. <laughs> I have not done a boga, and I don't Ooh, know that I, don't I will. Yeah, I, don't I don't think I will. Think I do it, have in, an intention of doing ayahuasca. I, I, yeah, I you got to do it. And I told you, well, I'm not seeking it, but I'm allowing it to come into. And I told you, I got the people before you. Yeah, you just got to tell me the next time they're going to do a ceremony. Yeah, and I'm coming. But I was out of town. Okay. Which of of yeah. the many medicines that you've tried, many in terms of mm-hmm. um, the types, not the quantities, sure. yep. are there any that you have not, that you've heard of and have an interest in? I don't think so. Um, I mean, like I could say maybe like Changa, but that's just like smokable DMT in a sense. But I, mm-hmm. I and I might've even done that. You, you know, I don't know. I would say like, I'm trying to think of ones that I haven't done. I've definitely tried ketamine. Have you tried ketamine? Uh, yeah, I did a um, nasal inhaler right. spray. Did it was, like it wasn't it? crazy. Yeah, it was part of a. It was me and JP and a couple of guys, uh, oh, yeah. and we were sitting around. We had Can like you a, say that about. Yeah, JP? we've oh, talked about JP it on the okay, podcast together. Um, I mean, it's not that's. But I'm, it was a doctor not, prescribed, yeah. and, right. and it was different. We had a creative writing session. It was hilarious right. and awesome, and then we jumped in a pool and right. ate meat. Ketamine, like you got to be careful with that one. I really, that's not. I, I don't think that is necessarily one of my favorites. Um, I haven't done much of it. Um, I don't really have a is ton one, of interest in doing Yeah, there is ketamine. one that I have not done that, or I guess I like did it one time, but um, I don't know if I actually want to do it, and that's G. And that one I've always associated with being like the date rape drug or whatever, you know. Oh, GHB. Yeah, yeah, GHB. Uh, and have you done GHB? No. Yeah, and no, I don't really, I never will. I don't think I will, Yeah. Um, people do that like casually. It a little bit. It's yeah, so it's weird so to weird. me. Yeah, I've seen people really get fucked up on that one. So of course, really it's fucking a, day rape. Day right. rape drug. That's crazy. I don't. I don't. I think I've done them. I think aboga was really the last one that I like hadn't done that I wanted to. You know, same thing is like I did peyote once. I don't know if I'll ever do peyote again, honestly, to mm-hmm. like honor the the natives. It's not my thing. Um, and it, I did it in a traditional ceremony where you sit up all night. You're not even supposed to go to the bathroom. It's a whole thing. Um, San Pedro, I've only done a couple times. I probably would do that again. Mescaline, I've never theoretically done, but it's what is the active ingredient in San Pedro. Um, right. So but you haven't done mescaline like pure on its own. No, yeah. but it's like, I mean, I know. I, I, Similar I understand probably. the feeling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I've done them all. <laughs> yeah. I would, actually, <laughs> so 5-MEO was the last one. 5-MEO. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I've never done, you know, obviously I've never done like heroin. I've never, well, I guess not obviously, but I've never done heroin. I've never done meth. I, oh, sure. Yeah. I, well, I that's a, that's a difference. Right. That's never a done different speed um, consciously. One time when I was in college, I, I think we might have accidentally done speed. When well, we it was probably mixed else. into a pressed pill yeah. if you were young. Which pressed pills I also don't recommend. Although never, I no, will no. say, I will say I recently did... Um, one from a lab, like a press pill from a lab. Oh, okay. And it was um, MDMA. And again, like, I really do not advise press pills, but because we knew the person basically who made them. Um, I didn't personally know that, but the people I was with. Um, it was different than Molly. It was like mm. way chiller, way more chill. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. not that speedy jaw thing at all, which again, I don't, the type of Molly that I do, you know, doesn't do that. Yeah, same. But, um, yeah. Um, but yeah. Yeah, I think I, I think you've done them all. I think so. Wow. Yeah. I think I made it a point, you know, after the aboga to do that. And that same thing is like, for me, it, it's not about like doing it to get high. It's been more about doing it to experience and see what it's like, you know. And I've never done I've like all even all these times. I've never done like a superhero dose. You know, I've never taken 
10 grams of mushrooms and right. you know I've I've never done that and I don't think I ever will do a superhero dose of anything um, the aboga was relatively superheroish and some ayahuasca experiences I've had I've I would call the LSD that we did at LIB up there not superhero no not superhero but, but proper dose high. Yeah, yeah 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 proper dose um yeah so yeah. No, what about you? Do you have? I mean, I know you want to uh, do ayahuasca. I do want to do ayahuasca. I think I'm still working through some um, of my own uh, personal right. journey that I would like to learn a bit. Do more Do you have about interest in myself. San Pedro? Or, or I you? sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, uh, you know, LSD, MDMA, um, psilocybin, and um, I think those are the three, right? Was there anything else that we that we did together besides the unicorn? Uh, those are the three I that don't think we've I ever hold done any two in the C's. highest regard because they're they're right. mind, body, soul, you know, right. or my, mind, heart, bo- mind, body, heart. Um, to me, L- LSD being mind, right. mind opening and expanding. Yeah, yeah. Depending know. on how you approach it and, and interact with it. Um, there is one that I think I might spend more time with later on in life that I haven't touched in probably a decade, mm-hmm. which is salvia. I think there is something in salvia that is, um, that there's something in there that I don't get yet. I don't know. Mm. It's the only one that I feel like I haven't, I mean, I don't think I've like figured out the others, but there's, you it's f- just so mysterious. So, so do you feel like you, um, you, you get something slightly different from each medicine oh they're so different yeah yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like it totally it's like playing basketball versus swimming i mean they're way different you mm-hmm. know um yeah the, they're there when i was younger when i was in like college and just graduated college i was convinced that there was some key to life in salvia and in salvia specifically yes, and i and why I, because of how have you done salvia? No, I mean it's really not for everyone. In fact, I don't know anyone in my whole entire community that does salvia. I don't couldn't name one person that does it mm-hmm. because it's not very appealing. It's not like super fun necessarily. Yeah, um, and it, it's very dissociative. Um, there's something in there that I feel like is um, there's like a, it feels like there's a code or a key or some knowledge in that medicine that I that that feels very profound. And, um, I wouldn't necessarily recommend it to people. I think it's actually could be quite dangerous. Um, uh, but I remember when I was doing it, there was one time where I like figured it out. I was like, Oh my God, I figured it out. And I, I was recording it like, you know, I was like on a voice or video or something. And I said the thing that I figured out. And when my experience was over, I went back to my recording and my freaking cam thing just like sparked and just what did not save it. Error. God universe. It was like, and the message I got was like, you do, this is not like almost like we're not going to let you know this mentally yet. Whoa. And so I, after that, I kind of stopped cause I was like, well, I figured it out and now I can't really know what I figured out. So, hmm. You know, what do you think it maybe was? Maybe later on in life. I don't I don't know. Do you I, think it was a random funny thing? Or do you no, think it no, was no, like really a legit think, No, I felt no, yeah, and I know. Like there was a moment on Salvia where I once I mean I there's that's been the most like magical one. Like in, in the sense that like when I was in college, I remember I um I was on Salvia and I touched like a cord of a lamp and it lit on fire. Whoa. And um I was like, Whoa, and I like What tried is to up blow with electricity and, and Salvia? I, I again I don't know. I don't know I don't 
I think it's relatively like energetically protected from the spirits or something or whatever, which is interesting because it is also legal. But um, yeah, I do think that, um, I don't know. I think it's still legal. I don't know. I, I just, there's not enough interest in it. It feels, t- there's something about it that I don't understand. And, may- and maybe I'll never do it again. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, if I were to like be a scientist in my like late sixties or something and like sit down and try to study the universe or something, I'd probably start with Salvia. Wow. That's really cool. Yeah. You would start with salvia. Well, because I feel like, you know, it's not necessarily, it's definitely not the most enjoyable. You know, mm-hmm. if I'm going for enjoyment, I go to five of you. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, there's something in it that I feel like has, there's a code there. There's a certain, mm-hmm. you know, salvia divinorum. There's a code that in, in that plant that I, I think is, um, that I don't know. I, there's just something there. I really do think that there's something there and I, and I don't feel like it's up to me. I don't, it doesn't feel in flow or in alignment for me to necessarily know that or figure that out right now in this part of my life. I really do feel like, um, kind of like following my internal emotions, emotional guidance system and just the universe in general and God and things that are pushing me in a certain direction. It does feel very Dharma focused in my music and my career. Mm -hmm. And I don't, and later on in life, my Dharma might be to be a spiritual teacher and, know all this stuff and blah, sure, blah, blah, sure, blah. sure but right now it's not and so sure. I, I you know it's if it's important that i do what i'm meant to do now yeah and um and that feels resonant for me that's awesome dude that's really yeah. cool yeah um cool let's uh let's uh how do you feel you feel good yeah let's i want to do a couple of quick fire great love thanks quick fire. Oh, you, ready, you ready for this yeah. fast yeah okay um if you were going to if there's a new rule that mm-hmm. said that everybody running for president has to do a psychedelic. And you know I'm running for president. I know you are. Okay, great. Um, which is why you've already accomplished Someone this messaged rule. me today saying EQ for president. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, yeah. Uh, what would you recommend that people running for president take in order to be eligible to run for president? Ayahuasca. Really? Yeah. And, yeah. and at first I was like, but this is rapid fire. So I said ayahuasca. But if it wasn't, I, you know, I'd be like, oh, man, if... <laughs> like I'd say with guides, ayahuasca. Without guides, Molly. Molly. Okay. Without guides. Without guides. Molly. Without ceremony, Molly. With ceremony, ayahuasca. What about without ceremony, um, just a hero's dose of mushrooms? You think that's probably too intense? Without proper knowledge, too intense. Too intense. And I would probably say LSD a little easier on the body, probably. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's great. Um, okay. You'd say LSD. I would say, it, well, I talked to Rick Doblin about yeah. this. What did he say? He said, um, God, what did he say? It's on that episode. Yeah. Um, I think he said LSD and Molly. Yeah. Uh, and I said I would give Trump MDMA. Trump's uh, done MDMA. You think so? I know someone who's done MDMA with Trump. What, what, what back in the 80s? Because I know he doesn't drink. But yeah. Oh, Trump smokes weed, by the way. Like used to smoke I a ton of weed, doubt that. all yeah. that stuff. Yeah, no, no. I, and he doesn't drink, but that's because of his family. Yeah, his, his brother. Family. Yeah, uh, and then I said Biden. I would give him mushrooms because we need to reconnect a lot of his brain neurons. Yeah, he yeah. needs some help. And then um, a couple others. Um, Wait, did this is side Trump's brother drank or something? Uh, I think he was an alcoholic, and, alcoholic. and died of yeah, alcoholism. Right. So, right. Something along those lines. Right. Um, with respect. Yep. And uh, yeah, so that's what I said. Yeah. Um, Okay, cool. All right, next question. Next question. <laughs> uh, what is uh, what is one of the funniest moments you've ever had on psychedelics? It could be a realization. It could be a moment. It could just be a pure silliness. Like, what do, do you have? Yeah. Does anything come to um, mind? Something does come to mind. I don't... Uh, I, this is going to make no sense. But I have <laughs> climbed up 
a top of a water tower with my like college girlfriend on mushrooms and um we were laughing about strawberries and i just i don't even cool. remember you know that's enough yep. yeah, yeah totally cool we that's were, exactly we what i was hoping for water tower laughing about strawberries on, yeah. on a water tower laughing about strawberries great yeah. beautiful next question yep. uh what is what is your take on the phrase and the theory of a bad trip uh hopefully you don't have one (laughs) (laughs) or just like do whatever you can and saying not to have one because i think it could be traumatic Mm -hmm. and hopefully it won't you know and then i think like some bad trips are can be healing and it's like you're going into your trauma to heal and it can be cathartic but then it's not really a bad trip it's just like a bad part of the trip but i think a bad Mm. trip is really you want to avoid those cool yeah you want to avoid those. How do? How would you? And set, 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 setting, setting is setting. the first set thing. Okay, right. right. Setting, um, yeah. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna say um, a uh, uh, a type of drug. Yeah. And then I would love fun. a recommendation for an, a music artist to listen to. Oh, this is fun! I love on this. that yeah. great medicine. Great. Okay, yep. you ready? Yep. And it can be you for one or two great. of them. I know it would be you for all of them. But no, no. I'll, let's say I'll say okay, equanimous for all of them. Now let's do the other. Okay, ones. great. Okay. All right, ready? Yeah. Uh, psilocybin mushrooms. Um. And then I'll say yeah. one after you, and then we can do that. I guess the first person that I'm thinking of right now is Tipper. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Tipper on, on mushrooms, huh? It's cool. Yeah. Yeah, that is cool. What do you think? What is, what uh, you think? Parangi. Yeah, Parangi. Parangi. Tanner just, uh, Skyzy just released his Parangi Do they work remix together? Today. Oh, remix? Nice. Today. That's killer. Yeah, yeah awesome. Um, okay, great. Uh, yeah, Parangi. Parangi, yeah. yeah. Um, LSD. Uh, well, you said that I was going to say LSD, but that's a word association, mm-hmm. so that doesn't count. I can't do that. Um, LSD, I'm going to go with um, um, Bonobo. Nice. Yeah. Uh, East Forest. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, for me. Yeah. 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 Have you been to one of his? No, things? I was in Austin yeah. to do shows. Oh, really? They're and cool. I went to one in Australia, actually. He was in Austin having a show the same night. Oh, really? And so I like, could have got you tickets. You know, we have the same target. Well, no, we had this, we had a show on the same night, so oh, I couldn't go. Like right, Aubrey right, right. Marcus was there. Right, like right. half the people went to his show and half of the people went to my show. That's when, um, uh, activation right. came to, to my show. show. Right, yeah. Right. yeah. Got it. Okay. MDMA. She's doing her first set at high five fest, by the way. Amazing. Yeah. That'll be so fun. Um, okay. MDMA. MDMA. Um, MDMA. Uh, <laughs> I just random, but I'm going to go mm-hmm. disclosure. Oh, fun. Yeah, Isn't man. That fun? Wow. I know. That's a great answer. Yeah, thanks. That's a really good answer. Uh, I would go with uh, Bale. Do you know nice. Bale? B A I L E? Yep. You showed me. Bale. I showed you Bale. Yep. Bale's mm-hmm. incredible. Yeah, yeah. That's fun. Listen to Bale. Um, okay. Uh, I guess. Do you? Uh, they don't really play music during an ayahuasca ceremony, right? Of course they do. Oh they my do? gosh! I've, but I've been don't, to don't they Iowa- play live? Yeah, but I've been to an and not live. But and I've been live? to an yeah. ayahuasca ceremony with a choir of fifty people from Whoa. all different ages. Whoa! Where three hundred people in a big dome are all dressed in white, babies taking it, grandmothers taking it. What? Like, huge, yeah, whole town taking ayahuasca. Yeah. Wow! Unbelievable music. In fact, quick ayahuasca. This is very Please. very trippy. When I did this, I heard, so that you know choir plays and then they take a break so they play music through the speakers. I hear this song, I was like, "Oh, this song is so good! This bass line so funky." What is this? I think I've told you this story mm-hmm. before. And um, I the next day I ask, "Who is this?" And they're like, "Oh, it's a band called the Dogon Lights." And I'm thinking, "Oh, this band is like must be amazing. They're like singing a different language, all these things." 
And I look up the Dogon Lights and they're going on tour playing with my friend Heather Christie. And I'm like, what? That doesn't make sense. And then I tell, I coupled like a week later, I'm at Envision with Heather and I say, hey, you're not going to believe this, but you're going on tour with this band that I had this big moment with in Ayahuasca. She's like, oh yeah, bass player sitting right next to us, Veer. Now they have a kid. Oh yeah, Veer. Now they yeah, have a kid. Yeah, yeah, awesome. Crazy. That's super cool. Yeah. Right on. All right, I'm going to say a couple more now. Okay. These are ones that I haven't done. Great. Peyote. Man, that's tough. Part of me wants to say like Paul Simon or like the Beatles or something. <laughs> I'd say the Beatles. Nice. Yeah. I- Ayahuasca. Closey. <laughs> wow. No way. No way. No, no. Just because of that. That would be That would be fun, insane. right? Um, I think with I Ayahuasca. I imagine. Yeah, no. I'd probably go with um, like I want to see... Closey's a good MDMA yeah, I'm gonna, answer. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Yon C, which is the lead singer for Cigaros, um, for for Ayahuasca. I think could be really special. Nice, um, marijuana. Mar- I mean, and these are just my own kind of personal whatever. But yeah. marijuana, I would say. Uh, I mean, Cone Sound. I really like Cone Sound. I think Cone Sound would be great. Nice. Yeah. And finally, sober. Sober. Um, Olafur Arnolds. Say Equanimous. Equanimous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Perfect. we're going to go with Equanimous. That's great. I love yeah. it. I love you so much, bro. Love you too, man. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being in my life. And yep. thanks for sharing your experiences with the world. Yep. I look forward to many more experiences with the world and with you. Same. Love you guys. Don't do drugs. Take medicine. See ya. And that's it. Thank you guys so much for going on this journey with me and Equanimous. Go check out his music. Equanimouslove.com has his tour dates. Equanimous is his artist name on Spotify. Listen to everything. It'll make your life better. It'll make you happier. I promise. I swear it. Uh, And check out the next five weeks of episodes dropping every Monday right here on the Good Trip Podcast channel, Spotify, iTunes, and YouTube. Clips every week. And show support to our sponsors because without them, this show would not exist. Uh, Doc Parsley's Sleep Remedy can help you achieve a better night's sleep so you can wake up feeling more refreshed check out docparsley.com brent and odyssey elixirs uh, that is a caffeinated beverage with green tea caffeine and mushroom extracts adaptogenics you might say uh, you can check them out at odysseyelixir.com and looking forward to the next couple of weeks of episodes with y'all we got some incredible people coming up kirk parsley the founder of doc parsley sleep remedy a former navy seal uh, it comes uh, to talk about his experience with psychedelics um, from a medicinal and a, a Navy SEAL um, support point of view and the role that psychedelics played in, in his approach to medicine and working with Navy SEALs, as well as the founder of Odyssey Elixirs, uh, Scott Froman. And if you know anything about that company, um, they are changing the game with the, with the energy drink business. They even got some sacred geometry right there on the front of the can. So that's how you know they're legit doing something good for the world. Um, other than that, I got tour dates coming up. If you live in San Diego, I'm shooting my special out there, May 19th and 20th. I would love to see you. Brentpella.com slash shows has all the info. And until next week, have a good trip, y'all. See ya.